0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to America's Web Radio and we've got This is this is because I own the joint that I get to do this. I get to introduce new shows. Victor, you're still here. Do you remember when I introduced yours and threw up? No, I didn't. Uh, I, just I remember, remember
2: uh, a couple of things: some name calling, some no,
1: I'm oh, yeah. <laughs> and the and the signals that were given back and forth, and all that guys. And by the way, you're catching me in a very bad mood today. Uh, uh, that never happens. No, and my my team blew it, and uh, not too happy with Texas Tech at the moment. They could have won it, and they they blew it. But anyway, we're starting a brand new show called Locked and Loaded, correct? Sure. Okay. And uh, we have a familiar face here. A lot of folks have seen him on the uh, post office walls. Uh, We've seen him live and in person, and he's even worked with uh, Victor before. Yep. Yep. It'd be bad if we'd seen him dead and in person, though, wouldn't it?
0: Uh, (laughs) I might have been on a milk carton or two as well. It's possible. You've been lost before? (laughs) Absolutely.
1: (laughs) I stay lost. But anyway, we've got Roger Pihar in today. Did I say your last name right? You did. Correct. So I get a brownie point for that and maybe a brownie. Anyway, we're going to be talking weapons. Some people call them guns. Some of them call us or some people call them weapons. But Roger is going to be doing... We're going to be doing some very interesting things. And we haven't even talked about it. So, Roger... or You know, everybody may be caught off guard. But uh, breaking down some weapons on Facebook? I don't we know. We could if,
0: certainly do that in future shows. I can yeah. plan that for us.
1: And, uh, you know, we can just do all sorts of things. And I know that everybody in this room... I can't speak for where you are. But in this room is a big advocate of... Amendment 2. and uh, Correct. You know, yes. there's no ifs, ends, and buts about it. The only buts I know are Democrats. But <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so with and, that being said. and that's putting it nicely. And that's putting it nicely, yes.
0: The Honorable Mr. Bihar and your new show. Thank you for the introduction, Producer Dave. I appreciate that. I'm here today oh, with. Oh, quit the- calling me that. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that would be my fault, ladies and gentlemen. So how about just
2: Mr. Producer?
1: <laughs> no, how about taking out the word producer and just bow when you say David? Yeah. <laughs> It'll be Master Dave. <laughs> Master Dave. That's it. <laughs> I want my plantation. I want to know where my white privilege went. <laughs> well, you're, you're not all white. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, boy, this is just starting off with a bang.
0: We got Victor as uh, he's co-hosting, helping me today because I'm not terribly skilled in any of this stuff. But we're going to see if we can we rile, some <laughs> gonna rile some feathers. We're going to rile some feathers. We're going to turn up the heat on a few things and see what happens. First of all, in case you were sleeping under a rock last week, there was a judge in a district uh, in a uh, U.S. District Court for Southern California overturned California's ten-round magazine ban. Now I don't know if you know what that means, but they've been under a ten-round limit on their magazines since 1994.
2: Okay, I got to stop you for a second, folks. If you hadn't gone to Facebook and check out Roger, you got to look at the picture he put up for this show. I'm sorry, I just I got to bring this up. I'm actually I'm going to share it out while you continue with your <laughs> story. Go right ahead. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Talk. I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah, I'm your Huckleberry.
0: So for the first time in 25 years, Californians were no longer restricted to buying 10-round magazines. Now, I don't know. The rest of the country from 1994 to, until the law sunset in 2004 were under that restriction. But in 2004, the rest of the country, with the exception of a few states, let's see if we can guess who those are. New Jersey, New York, mm-hmm. Connecticut, Illinois, all had to be released from the 10-round limit on magazines. But on Friday, March 29th, Judge Roger T. Benitez decided the 10-round magazine ban was unconstitutional and therefore struck it down. So you can imagine the excitement of everybody in California being able to buy standard capacity magazines for their AR-15s, Glocks, Springfields, and every other semi-automatic weapon there was. I would love to see a number of how many were shipped in starting with that Friday. I was just about
2: to ask Roger how many do you think uh, h- how many places sold out in probably uh, five if seconds.
0: If you were looking online, you saw many distributors were completely out of PMags and Glock mags, anything like that. However, the joyfulness was soon diminished as an appeal was filed and they put a stay in to return the ban.
2: Well, politicians can kill a good time in oh, record yes, time.
0: They can in record time. So they put a time limit on. It. I think this happened Wednesday and they said the next the following Friday at 4:59 p.m. the magazines were no longer being able to be sold. However, if you had them on back order, they counted. So the rush after the stay was put back in place must have been unbelievable. Of course, now it's going to go before the Ninth Circuit Court, and we all know how the Ninth Circus, Circus. Court.
2: Yeah, look look at what they just did uh, last week in regards to immigration. That's a whole other topic. They go are ahead.
0: particularly hostile to Second Amendment supporters. So I hate to see where this is really going to go. And if the Ninth Circus pushes back the 10-round magazine ban, then they'll have to go to the Supreme Court, and that's going to be dubious at best if they can get it to go there and see if anybody says anything. But it's just, you know, this is just one of the last attempts that California has had. Currently, they have restrictions on every handgun that's currently being sold as a newer model must have a micro-stamped firing pin to be able to identify each cartridge case with the serial number or an identifying number and the type of gun it is. So basically, if you go to the range and shoot something with your micro-stamped gun, somebody comes in behind you, scoops up your brass, throws it at a crime scene, boom, you're in trouble. <laughs> exactly. Of Even course. if you weren't there. That's right. But the gun manufacturers say the technology is ridiculously expensive and pretty almost impossible to actually make happen. So
2: When was the last time your wonderful establishment politician worried about whether something was cost-feasible?
0: It's not about the guns. It's about the control. <laughs> exactly. All gun guns. You know, the founding fathers did not pass, did not put the Second Amendment in the Constitution because they were worried about deer attacking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. And, 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 and when you look at the First Amendment, there's a reason the second one comes next, because there would be no first.
0: That's right, exactly. Without the second, there is no first. You have to defend your right to free speech. It doesn't just happen naturally.
2: Who oh, no. knew? And no country on the planet. Is there a document affording people free speech? And, and Well, freedoms in general, other than the United States Constitution.
0: Right. But liberals continue to chip away at the Second Amendment because they know once they get it out of the way, then it leaves them wide open to attack the other nine. Yep. But, of course, with this micro-stamping, no new guns, no new semi-automatic handguns have been for sale in California since 2013. Mm. So that's been six years now, and many new weapons, if it's even a slightly newer model of an older weapon, must have the micro-stamping. So essentially, they're pushing gun control by making an impossible requirement of these people. You can't do this. The technology is not there to have it done. So eventually, every single handgun is going to be on the list, and you'll only only be able to buy 20-year-old weapons in California, except, of course, for law enforcement politicians and the privileged few
2: Well, you know how I always talk about the elitist. You know, the the elitism and the career politicians, none of that mess is going to affect them.
0: Of course not. They put themselves above the law because they consider themselves royalty. And it's weird because they had challenged the micro-stamping rule, and it was shot down. So even though it's illegal, they still shot it down, so the law currently still exists. Okay, so that's a little depressing, but California did have one week of glorious freedom to be able to buy magazines, and I would love to know the number that were sold in that state. And I, I wonder, it'll probably come out at some point. We'd hope so. And I wonder how many people were digging in the backyard or in the front yard trying to dig up those magazines that were deemed illegal, <laughs> suddenly recovered from a, a random boating accident. Well,
2: you know, they were at the bottom of the sea, and we just happened to recover them.
0: Hey, they, they can wash ashore. <laughs> that's true. Exactly. Okay, but California's one side of the spectrum. Let's go to the other side for a minute. In Missouri, this year, a senator, Eric Burleson and Jared Taylor, have introduced versions of the Second Amendment Protection Act, or SAPA. Now, this is an unusual bill in that it it gives people in Missouri the right to basically ignore any federal law they feel infringes on the second amendment so anything that the state deems is oh that's not we don't think that abides with the second amendment we're not going to abide that law so we're going to go against the federal government in this case and this is just one more step of separating states rights and federal law because you have it in marijuana you have it in illegal immigration all these people think that just because they're doing it it's okay but marijuana still a fe- federally regulated substance and illegal immigration still illegal what what do you mean illegal uh,
2: I think you're a racist Roger
0: oh maybe but I'm not picking on a race any I don't care what race is coming into the country illegally even
2: even I get accused of being a brown racist somehow um, when I have family galore in mexico but yet i stand for actual border security and somehow i'm a mexican racist crazy
0: you just want to enforce the law that's there if democrats don't like it why didn't they change the law it's that simple it's not like they haven't had opportunities i mean that eight years of obama with a democrat in charge for at least two of those years in the house and the senate they could have easily passed whatever they wanted but instead they went for socialized medicine Exactly. You know, Mick Jagger recently had heart surgery. And he lives in, uh, where's that place across the sea? Jolly uh, old England, that's it. Across the pond? That's it.
2: Tell me where he didn't stay for surgery, Roger. He did
0: not get his surgery in England. He got it in the United States. (laughs) So what does that tell you about how great the socialized medicine is? Exactly. But I digress. (laughs) So, in Missouri, now any law, and this is including suppressors, any kind of restriction on uh, on rifles and handguns. I don't know about fully automatic weapons, though, but apparently they're saying any law that infringes on the Second Amendment will not be enforced in Missouri. Now, I don't know if that means they're going to stop federal enforcers from coming in and doing it or not assisting them, which is like what other big cities do when they're trying to... Uh, <clears throat> stop the illegal immigration. They just don't assist ICE with any of their uh, with their arrests. So if Missouri does this, you wonder how long is it going to be until the federal, um, I guess the BATF agents come in and get no assistance from the, the state law enforcement, and if that will actually stay, or will they just do it on their own the way the ICE agents are doing now in states that will not assist with border control. Now, this was tried before in Kansas. They had passed a law similar to this. And unfortunately, federal people came in, arrested a gentleman who was making suppressors that were stamped made in Kansas for use in Kansas only. Because most of the gun laws of 1934 are <clears throat> are there as an interstate commerce act. Okay, we're going to take a break now. You're listening to America's Web Radio, and this is Locked and Loaded with Roger B.R. and Victor Armendariz.
3: Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com.
1: Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used Around-Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around-Town Movers. Call
0: them. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Locked and loaded. Here we go. We're going to get right back into it because we've got a lot of stuff to cover today. And we were talking about Missouri a moment ago. And this is interesting. This case, the fact that they're having the Second Amendment Protection Act, validates the doctrine that the federal government has no power to force state agencies or officers to do what the federal government orders them to. Hmm. Think about that for a minute. The federal government can't force states to do anything. The only thing the federal government can do is take away money for certain things in order to force compliance.
2: Well, you know, Roger, we go back to there are 18 enumerated powers. And other than those 18 enumerated powers, everything else is supposed to reside with the states. But what the federal government does is hold that little piggy bank over their heads. And they do, they try and use money for compliance.
0: Well, they've done it before. Remember back in the 70s when they got the 55 mile an hour speed limit passed by (laughs) threatening to withhold federal highway funds? Yep. That's crazy. And then they threatened to say it to hold back funds if states did not raise their drinking age to 21. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got the power of the purse in some cases. In some cases they do, but this is where we need people to
2: rise up. But uh, real quick, we've got a comment from a listener. Uh, you, mentioned, you mentioned the Ninth Cir- Circus Court earlier, and the astute listener commented that uh, maybe they can bring higher-capacity mags via the Fast and Furious program under Obama.
0: Oh, well, yes, Obama provided those to all kinds of drug dealers south of the border. However, getting them into American citizens' hands is a whole other story. Not likely to happen as easily.
2: Well, once, once again, your Democrat progressive party cares more for the illegal and, and for the people of Mexico than they do for American citizens.
0: You know, it's funny you should mention that. I don't know if anyone knows, but there was a, a bill that was voted on. And the bill basically said, should ICE be notified if an illegal tries to buy a weapon without having proper credentials? And they voted against this. Hmm. So basically, it's okay if illegals have weapons. They just don't want American citizens to have them.
2: So what you're saying is illegals can have illegal weapons, and there's no problem. But a law-abiding citizen with the Second Amendment behind them shouldn't have a weapon.
0: Exactly. Well, that's what the Democrats seem to think. You know, there's a reason why Democrats want all the illegals to have the right to vote and to bring them into the country. It's because Americans won't vote for them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So they well, have to go outside their circle. of they, It is. It's all about expanding the
2: voting rolls because they're losing. And look, they're losing Hispanic support and they're losing black support. So they got to go somewhere. Okay, they got
0: to go somewhere. <laughs> and Americans just won't vote for them. <laughs> Now, if you remember, now, Missouri is fast becoming one of my favorite Second Amendment states. And if you remember, a few weeks ago, we talked about Missouri's AR-15 law, which required every resident or head of household of the state to own an AR-15. Now, I know what you're saying. Oh, but, Roger, I can't afford an AR-15. But, no, wait. There was money set aside to reimburse people when they bought one.
2: (laughs) You mean taxpayers' dollars could buy me an AR-15?
0: Hey. I thought, isn't the Second Amendment a right to bear arms? Of course it is. And if you have a right to health care that's supposed to be paid for by the government, and you have a right Mm. to bear arms, shouldn't the government pay for your guns as well? Well, you know, we have an
2: explicit written right in the Second Amendment to uh, bear arms. Uh, I don't know where that is in the Constitution for Health Care, Roger. So if they can just poof, health care is a right, then we've got lots more ground to stand on than even we thought we did.
0: That's right. I mean, if it's a right, if it's a right and the government's supposed to pay for rights, then hell, let's go get some guns. (laughs) I'll just submit my food stamps or my gun stamps.
2: Yeah, where do I get, what program is that? My gun stamp program. (laughs)
0: No doubt. But anyway, and then they also, at the same time, were trying to pass a law to make anybody who wanted to be a member of a militia part of the Missouri militia. All
2: right, we've got to take a second here because we have a serious question from a serious listener, and I'm not kidding. This is a serious question. A listener would like to know, do current AR-15s have to be registered with the ATF?
0: No, there's no federal registry of any weapons. All registries are state only. Certain states require, I guess you might say, a permission to buy But the federal government has no federal registry of weapon owners or guns right now. In fact, in in New York, if you want to just purchase a handgun, not carry it, just purchase one, you have to pay $300, fill out a 60-page application fee, and probably wait six months to a year just to get considered to be able to purchase one.
2: Wow, perfect.
0: Now tell me that that's the right to keep and bear arms.
2: (laughs) Well, that is good to know, and thank you, listener, for that question.
0: But, yeah, so now in Missouri, if you're a militia, if you're in the militia, that would silence all the people who come onto the Second Amendment and says, well, it says militia. It doesn't mean people. Well, now everybody in in Missouri is allowed to be a member of the Missouri militia. Therefore, they can own whatever kind of guns they want. It's
2: brilliant, and every red state should follow suit. You know, I've often said, Roger, that Georgia – I mean, we're a good gun state, but we need to be a constitutional gun state. And, and I – would would push for that if I ever run for office, but uh, but we should be a constitutional state, gun state, and we should also be uh, everyone join should be or could be a militia state.
0: Yeah, it would be easy to do. In fact, if other states follow suit, that'd be pretty interesting to see how the Democrats would stop that. Could you imagine if California or New York or or il- il- Illinois had a militia? And they claim to be members of militia would that enable them to buy any kind of weapon they wanted?
2: you know just just because this is the way my mind works, so I can imagine the the, the militia in, in Georgia because I know you know we would be some some badass dudes. Can you imagine the California chapter of the militia, what they must look like?
0: Well, you got to realize <laughs> that the manufacturers of NERF guns would be overwhelmed with requests. To sponsor their militia groups. Okay, those of you who hear me laughing, I'm laughing because I just had an
2: image in my head of, um, you know how Roger, California is referred to as the land of fairies and nuts, or nuts and fairies? Fruits and nuts. Fruits and nuts. Man, I'm going to get in trouble. I just know it. But um, uh, picture that image in the militia. I mean, it could be the pink squad, the pink hat squad, the high squad, the... Wow. I wonder how many
0: Nerf guns you can put into a Prius. The 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 uh <laughs> Or a smart car. <laughs> Ooh, a smart car, yeah. Much more limited,
2: but you know I can hear it now. Ooh, that's a big gun there you
0: got there. <laughs> that's Northern California, of course. Now, I know there are a lot of gunners in California that are just fuming mad at all the laws and regulations they have to put up with. But you got to realize we're not making fun of you guys. But you got to realize no, where we, you are, you are in hostile territory. Yeah,
2: we're, and we, we, we happily make fun of San Francisco, which is kind of where I was going with that.
0: Obviously. <laughs> That's good. But it's not all in California. Let me throw throw this one out there. Okay. People move from California to other places because the taxes are too high, the laws are too restrictive, and they move to places like Washington and Oregon and Colorado. So now Oregon has become, I guess, the latest victim of the locust effect, which is what I call people who, they move from a place where the taxes are too high and then they go somewhere else, vote the same way, do the same stupid things, and end up with the same mess that they left. So now the Oregon legislature has produced proposed a new gun law. It makes no sense and it's probably unconstitutional, but we're going to throw it out there anyway. The law basically says if someone steals a gun from you for two years, you're responsible for anything that that gun does. As if the gun's going to go out on its own and do something, you're responsible for it for Hmm. two years. That
2: makes zero sense.
0: Imagine that with knives or someone steals your car, runs people over, you get thrown in jail because they stole your car. Hey, somebody could steal
2: your bat and go bash somebody's head over with it, but somehow you're responsible.
0: Oh, yeah. Imagine, though, if a criminal breaks into your house, trips over something, are you responsible for him
2: hurting himself? In some of these libtards, to, I mean, liberal states, uh, yes. Hey, it's amazing, but it's sad.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty empty bill from what I understand, but they tacked a lot of other stuff into it also. And I can't imagine that manufacturers of any product in Oregon are going to allow this to go through. Do you imagine being responsible if somebody steals something from you, commits a violent act with it, and they hold you responsible? Most of these people aren't even responsible for what their children do. It's, it's, it's just unbelievable.
2: It's not so much that this, there may not be a lot of teeth to go with this bill. It's the fact that they'll attempt it. Because when they attempt it once, they're going to do it again and again and again and again and again until they get it happen. I mean, look, that's how we got Obamacare.
0: Right, yeah, because people won't have that right to health care. But there's also other things in the bill, such as safe storage practices, and uh, they have uh, discrimination on age, probably pushing it to 21 on everything. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know if it's just proposed right now. It has not gone through, so we don't know. Well, get this. If-
2: they want to push the age, and they'll happily push the age up except the voting age, so you can have 16-year-olds voting on your gun rights.
0: Right, and a 16-year-old is going to be, what, uh, five years away from even being able to buy a gun with the new gun laws, and yet he's going to be able to vote on such things. Mm. It's idiocracy at its finest.
4: At best.
0: And if you haven't seen that that movie, by all means. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be a comedy, but unfortunately, if you watch it today, it looks like a horror film. (laughs) It's sad, but true. It's like I say of uh,
2: 1984. Um, the only problem with that book is he got,
0: the, he got the year wrong. I know. He was off by about 20 years, yeah. 30 years. Ugh. But anyway, it's just it's amazing to think the ways they will go about restricting the Second Amendment to try and keep good people from having firearms and blaming them for the actions of a bad person. But yet one illegal alien kills somebody. We can't blame all the illegals for that. That was just one person. But when it comes to guns, oh, we're going to blame everybody even though it was just one person. It's so difficult to distinguish the, the difference with these idiots. The mind of a liberal or a progressive. Or. Well, let's see. You know, we can check out some other progressives. Let's see, like Mao Zedong. How many people did he kill? 20 million, I think. Give or take. And then uh, Joseph Stalin. He was a hip Democratic Socialist before he took power.
2: He was actually, a, you know, Stalin was actually looked at by some Democrats in this country at the time as, well, uh, oh, let's look at what this guy's doing. Mate. It's
0: Democrat Socialism, that sounds like a good idea. It's so progressive.
2: <laughs> yeah, very progressive.
0: Now, yep. this is something, I hate to bring this guy's name up, but when Hitler was taking over Germany in the late 30s, the Democrats were the only ones who thought, hey, this might be a good idea. Maybe we should see what this guy's doing. Because <laughs> yeah. politically, he was a democratic socialist. Now, granted, he had some other crazy, lunatic, fringe elements in him that wanted him to just kill people at random for no reason. But, but despite that, he was still politically, he fell on the socialist side of things.
2: So I got another question here from a listener, and I, you know, I like to get to the question listeners' Absolutely. questions because that's why we're here. Um, so, question coming in now is when you buy a weapon, and, and when you buy a weapon in Georgia, there's a background check. It's as, as not just Georgia, Actually,
0: but... Everywhere in the United ev- States is required to have a federal background check.
2: Exactly. So, the question is, when the background check is done, can the government then purchase, can they track your purchase?
0: Supposedly not. They... According to the law, they're not supposed to keep those files, they're not supposed to keep those files more than like 72 hours or a month, something like that. I'd have to look it up to be exactly sure.
2: They're also not supposed to wiretap a candidate for the President of the United States. But hey, who's watching?
0: I mean, mean, I'm sure the NSA knows everything anyway, so it really doesn't matter. And now that people have Alexas and Google Homes, I mean, you're just inviting the NSA to listen to everything. They probably have backups of all your stuff that you don't have.
2: You know, that right there, Roger, is a good point for all of you out there. And, hey, look, I, I know it's awesome. It's great technology. I have family members that use it. But every time you go on Facebook or Google, especially Google, Google is basically a right arm for the Democrat Party. Uh, so you're opening yourselves up and you're putting your life out there. And if you think the, the NSA and uh, other, other government agencies aren't recording this information, you're kidding yourself. So, I think, so, so think about it.
0: Okay, well, we have to head into another break now. You are listening to America's Web Radio. I am Roger Bihar with Locked and Loaded with my co-host Victor Armendariz, who, in case you missed it this week, does On Point with Victor from 2 to 3 every Tuesday. We'll be right back. Quick Stakes, that's... You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Let's do it. Okay, we had a uh, question come in during the break about can we help uh, gun owners to avoid domestic violence or be educated in uh, in domestic violence issues? And I would be willing to say that any legal gun owner, any mentally sane gun owner, is probably not going to have a problem knowing right from wrong, and a gun would not make a difference. I mean, you hear of people getting beat to death every single day. In fact, hammers kill more people in this country than guns do. But does that mean we need to lock up all the hammers at Home Depot? Granted, a gun might make it a little easier, but it's not going to stop it. And as far as education goes, the NRA is one of the biggest educators of people with gun laws and biggest proponents against gun violence. At least illegal gun violence. You know what, Roger? Just real quick, uh, in response to that
2: question, because I always encourage on my show to get challenged, and and I love it when listeners call in, and that, and that's it's a good concern that 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 listener has. Um, but one thing that 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 she needs to look, and she can look this up. There are laws on the books that would have stopped a lot of these domestic shootings that happen. And when you're talking about someone who goes after a girlfriend, there probably was a, an order out, um, and I'm going to forget the order. Boy, Mark the Shark would kill me. A restraining order. Protection. Probably out on that guy. There, there was probably all, he probably broke numerous laws to possess the gun he had that he used. So the point that, that Roger, I think that you make and that I make on my show, is not not one of these cases are you having a a card carrying permitted gun owner committing these crimes these are usually for lack of a better term, they're criminals, um, or they're criminals that are going to be criminals. Um, but but when Or, like you, Roger, you mentioned mental health issue. But there are laws on the books that aren't enforced in many cases that could stop a lot of the gun violence. So the answer to gun violence isn't, let's go take away the rights of law-abiding everyday citizens. The answer is, let's go attack the problem and solve the problem at its source.
0: It's like stopping drunk drivers. You don't stop drunk drivers by restricting sober drivers, or by educating sober drivers or people who never got caught for that, there's going to be crime. I understand that. And you can't stop it all. You're always going to have people who will do evil. And the only way to allow evil to thrive is for good people to do nothing. So yes, I would certainly support education against gun violence. And in fact, most people would probably not hesitate. Most gun owners would not hesitate at all. Because it gives all of us a bad name. No one wants to be lumped in with those idiots. In fact, if you look at FBI crime statistics, over 90% of all weapons used in a crime were illegally obtained or stolen from somebody, which is illegally obtained as well. But I think we've covered the law enough. I think most Second Amendment supporters understand that it is a right that comes with great responsibility, in the words of Spider-Man. But we're going to get into a little something different now because everybody wants to know about what's new, what's great, what's coming out, what's been out, and I'm going to throw down on the MP5. Anybody who's ever played a video game, anybody who's ever watched a movie, knows that the HK MP5 is probably the standard submachine gun by which all others are judged. It was one of the first ones to come out with a fully integrally suppressed barrel, and the The most amazing thing about this barrel is, any of you guys who run suppressors know, you need to run subsonic ammo in your weapon if you're going to have suppressed fire. However, if you have an MP5 SD, now SD stands for something in German which basically means suppressed. Sprechensie Deutsch. No. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) Something in German that I don't know. (laughs) But it works by, they have small ports in the barrel just ahead of the receiver, Which bleed off gas, so by the time the bullet gets to the suppressor, it is already going at subsonic speeds. Which means you can take an MP5SD, load it with standard NATO ammo, and it will fire suppressed. That's because the military doesn't want to have two kinds of ammo, one suppressed, one unsuppressed. They want to be able to shoot any 9mm in this thing and make it work. And like I said, the MP5 has been the standard by which all others have been judged. And it has been the standard for over 50 years. Actually, 53 years. Let me pause you
2: right there. Uh, Just for the listeners out there, define subsonic ammo.
0: Oh, right. Um, Anything that goes above the speed of sound will cause a sonic boom or sonic crack. Like if a jet goes too fast, goes over the speed of sound, it will cause a sonic boom. Uh,
2: There's no no such thing as too fast. Okay, go ahead.
0: If it goes beyond the speed of sound, you're right. There's no such thing as too fast, says the guy who owns the Viper. Ah, Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, subsonic ammo means below the speed of sound, so it's usually loaded a little lighter in order to get the suppression to work because if the bullet comes out of the barrel above the speed of sound, it will still break the sound barrier even though it's going through a suppressor or silencer. So someone decided, you know what, the MP5 has been around for 50 years. Let's see if we can do something better because it is a very old design. Now, there are other people coming to market with comparable weapons, like the, the SIG MPX is out now, the CZ Scorpion, are both good pistol caliber carbines that um, have a very good range of accessories and are put into many configurations, especially now that the market has the pistol brace. For those of you who don't know what that is, you need to look that up, but it is a great way to get a short, barreled pistol to look similar to a rifle and function similarly. But now there's a newcomer to, to the market that has an integral suppressor capable of suppressing even supersonic ammo, which means ammo that goes faster than the speed of sound. And it uses the ported barrel just ahead of the receiver, just like the MP5 does. It's the Delta S9 millimeter. It's based on an AR design, but it's not some pieced together parts bin gun that was thrown together with, you know, any old AR-15 parts. It was designed specifically from the ground up. In fact, it has a side charging handle on some of the variations, which make it more comparable to those who are used to using an MP5. The rest of the controls are all standard AR-15 type controls, so the familiarity will be there. But of course, with any AR design, you're limited by the buffer tube. For those of you who understand that, there's a spring in the back of an AR-15 that sticks out anywhere from 4 to 10 inches that provide the recoil, that provide the the blowback to put the, the bolt carrier group back into battery. On the MP5, it has a delayed roller block, which means it's smaller and runs on springs that are internal into the receiver instead of outside the receiver as the AR. But the Delta S is still a huge step forward in suppression because they can fire any type of 9mm ammo and it will be suppressed. Now the cost on this thing is probably is right at $2,400 just under that for the basic version and they even make a law enforcement version which has the standard charging handle so again familiarity with the design is great. But it seems like to me that possibly someone would eventually come out with a design in a suppressor that will help suppress even supersonic ammo because that is going to be the next step forward in this kind of uh, this kind of thing. Uh,
2: when are we coming out with a suppressor that suppresses uh, progressive Democrats?
0: Just saying. Well, that's something that's very hard to muzzle because the velocity is so high of the air coming out of their mouths. very difficult to stop that.
2: Hey, hey, hey. No one brought up Alexandria Cortez today. Oh, come on. She's so much
0: fun. Who <laughs> said anything about her
2: unfortunately <laughs> she is fun and uh although she's, she
0: she's getting beat on by her own democrats now they're they're eating their own right now she oh, is yeah. not popular
2: oh no i you know what i'm going to make a prediction right here on locked and load uh i say the democrats primary her in 2020 and she's probably gonna wait that long <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> they have no choice right now but uh i yes
0: Although you got to gone. admit they have I mean she has gotten more press than any other new congressperson probably in the last 20 years. Well,
2: that's one of the things they're jealous about. They're yeah. jealous. They they want to get that kind of coverage. Oh yeah, they want that kind of attention and the Twitter following she has. It's sad, but it's there. It's there. Well, those are
0: the kind of people who don't study civics in school. When she was asked about studying civics in school and if it should be brought back, I think she said something about People should study all kinds of cars and not just Civics. Not just (laughs) Civics.
2: (laughs) You know, it wouldn't surprise me one bit, but I don't even think Civics is offered, even uh, in the Honda variety. But, uh, you know, Roger, why don't you tell people the definition of AR? Because you've mentioned AR-15 a couple of
0: times. There were a few times today. Correct. And let's set that record straight right now. There was a gentleman named Eugene Stoner. He started a company called Armalite, and the AR stands for Armalite Rifle. You mean it doesn't stand for Big, Bad, Terrible, Ugly, Mean Rifle? Assault Rifle? No, <laughs> there's no such thing as an assault rifle except in the military. And you can't own an assault rifle with a $200 tax stamp, an extensive federal background check. And we
2: mean Extensive.
0: Right. I mean, you have to, and it has to be manufactured prior to 1986. Because hmm. of the Hughes Act, they limited all fully automatic weapons to manufacture prior to 1986, so essentially cutting down on the number of them that would become available. The only way to eliminate that would be to eliminate the Gun Control Act of 1934, which people are pushing for, but other people are pushing back, so not likely to happen anytime soon.
2: Yeah, so uh, so what you're saying, Roger, with all these people running around led by today's Democrat party that no one should have the same weapons as the military. You want to you want to touch that
0: subject well, real quick. I realize in 1776 all rifles were military rifles. There was no difference between them. Exactly. And for those of you who say they couldn't have imagined what it could have been like now, mm. let's take your first amendment rights and throw them under the same scrutiny. Do you think the first amendment could have, po- when they wrote the First Amendment, do you think they possibly could have imagined the internet, high speed printing presses, radio, television? Mm. Social media. Exactly. Any other types of communication. In fact, the First Amendment specifically spells out freedom of the press, mm. referring to a printing press. Exactly. So anything else doesn't fall under the protection. So just like you're saying militia means somebody in the military, which it doesn't, by the way, militiamen were. Citizens who stood up for their rights and fought for this country.
2: Well, that would require people to understand the definition of militiamen, and uh, I venture to say that's not being taught. Um, even the correct language, as you just mentioned in the First Amendment, freedom of the press. This stuff just isn't taught, or it's or it's changed, and they, like I talked about earlier, revisionist history.
0: Yeah. Well, the press specifically means printing press, which means. The First Amendment doesn't protect the Internet or television or radio or any other kind of media. Well, it
2: it could be interpreted that way if they use the same standards that they're interpreting interpreting the Second Amendment with. Or people with common sense or people who study the Founding Fathers would understand there's a reason why the word printing isn't before the press in the First Amendment because they had the foresight to know that press could be – it was going to expand with future. Just as the Second Amendment is very clear and short – there's a reason why the Second Amendment is probably the shortest and most concise amendment in the Constitution.
0: Because they knew what it took to free a country.
2: Yes, they did.
0: But if you look at the statistics, though, that will just make some people just fall out, that the number of people that fought in the Revolutionary War – The percentage of people that actually picked up a weapon and fought was 3%. Now, not to say the hearts and minds of the other 97% weren't involved, but only 3% of the people fought to start our country.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's a a historical fact, and it's an amazing fact, because it shows what the minority can do when they band together, what the people can do when they band together. Uh, It's nothing short of amazement, and that's America.
0: Okay, we'll be right back. We have to take a quick break. You're listening to America's Web Radio.
3: Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.atlantahealingcenter.com.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to America's Web Radio. We are locked and loaded. I'm Roger Bihar here with Victor Armendaras, who, in case you weren't here and, earlier.
2: And I'm chambered up. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have another question. Uh, I, we have a listener that would like to know uh, Roger, what gun do you recommend for home defense?
0: One that's loaded, close by, wherever you're sitting or laying or sleeping. So you're not talking about a Palestinian weapon. Oh, oh, the rocks. No, (laughs) don't recommend those for protection. (laughs) Although they are non-corrosive, so that's good. Well, they have that going for them. (laughs) Yes, don't bring a rock to a gunfight. Not a good idea. But, yeah, it just depends on your situation, how big your house is. Do you have a driveway that's 500 feet long that you need to shoot some people at the bottom of it? then your handgun's not going to be quite as, as as good for that. Or if you have kids in the house, you got to be very careful where you're shooting. You need different ammo. You know, and you have to secure all the people in your house or animals to make sure they're safe before you start blazing away at any potential bad guys.
2: So look, uh, locked and loaded for this first show has been killer. We've got another comment here that I want to I want to get this out there because this is a great comment, Roger. Um, one of the listeners pointed out that there was actually early automatic weapons, uh, and one to look up is called the Puckle gun. That was around when the founding fathers wrote the Second Amendment, so they actually could have imagined. The idea of an automatic weapon.
0: Now, granted, a lot of them were prototype type weapons or very advanced for their time, but the indication was there: weapons were heading in this direction. In fact, the I forget the gentleman's name who invented the first machine gun, the uh, the Gatling gun. He invented it, Sir Gatlin.
2: No, (laughs) I made that up.
0: That it would be so horrendous a weapon that nobody would ever want to use it, and it would end all war. But, but human nature doesn't quite work that way. Yeah. everybody wants an advantage mm, exactly <laughs> and that Gatling
2: gun it, it uh, you know there's a there's a reason that the phrase that uh, tame the West uh, is out there
0: because of the Gatling gun and Colonel Colt's revolver
2: Winchester. and and Winchester that was and, changed the and that cha- yeah yeah
0: yep yeah. now you were talking about home defense there's one thing I wanted to kind of go over, And a lot of people don't know, most of you guys who are aficionados are going to be pretty versed in this, but we're going to talk about the conditions of readiness of a weapon. So, here we go. Now, we're going to start off. Now, some of these have been modified. These were originally designed to cover the conditions of a 1911 by a guy named Colonel Jeff Cooper. But these have been modified because now they're striker-fired weapons and weapons that don't follow quite the same single-action automatic design. First, there's condition five. No magazine in the frame, no round in the chamber, and the slide is locked back to expose the chamber for a visual inspection. A lot of times if you're at a range, they'll say, everybody cease fire, show clear. And you want to leave your weapon on the table or on the, the rack in front of you with the chamber open so they can walk by, do a visual inspection. And there's condition four is next. No magazine in the gun, no round in the chamber, slide forward and hammer down. Now, in the case of a striker-fired pistol or even a, a single-action pistol, you want to lower the hammer or or release the striker before it's completely condition four. And, so you,
2: and for the truckers out there, we're talking about guns, not hammering down the gas pedal.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, that, that's for on your way home. <laughs> but yeah, they'll say condition four, and they'll usually want you to show clear, put the slide forward point the weapon in a safe direction, and then pull the trigger. Now the gun is in condition four. And then you got condition three, magazine in, slide forward, chamber empty. Now this is something that some militaries actually require in training, where they have to draw the weapon, rack the slide back to fire the first round, and there's not one kept in the chamber, even though it's in the holster in an active situation. So that's something that requires a lot of additional training, but it can be done. So be aware of that. In fact, some people don't feel comfortable carrying one in the chamber, so they'll carry one in the magazine and just know if they have to draw the weapon, it has to be racked first before it can be fired. And it's not a bad idea, especially until you get more comfortable or know your holster better and you know you're going to feel comfortable with it, then don't do anything you're not comfortable with.
2: It also makes a difference with the style of gun you're carrying. You know, for instance, uh, I, one of the guns that I like to carry is a Glock, and there is no safety on the Glock. So what's the safety's on the Glock? Well, it's the well, there is one big safety, and that's the owner.
0: Yeah, your fingers. Your is the fingers. Uh,
2: but you know, there are situations if you're carrying a Glock, you may not want to chamber the weapon or carry it at chamber, and that's understandable. Uh, but it does have a heavy trigger, so. it
0: it's yeah, like it's, go it's up, relatively so. safe. And also, on a striker-fired weapon, most of them do not have safeties, so you want to make sure you carry in a holster that's going to protect that trigger. Because mm-hmm. I heard one story, a gentleman put his weapon, he had a soft-sleeve holster, went to put the weapon in his back while sitting in his car. As he put the weapon into his back, there was a pen or a pencil or something, caught the trigger, pushed it down, fired it right through the bottom of the truck. Fortunately, it didn't hit any of him. But he said it was so loud he was deafened for a few minutes, and they scared the ever-loving let's just say out of him.
2: His seat may have been a different color when he got out of that truck.
0: Yeah. So any striker-fired pistol with no safety has to be ha- handled with extra care to make and, sure it's going to be safe.
2: And this is part of being a gun owner. It's part of being a if you if you go to the trouble to be approved for a carry permit. There is a responsibility, and 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 this is where I think a lot of people who are anti-gun or or they're just afraid of guns do not understand that that people, just using myself as an example, or you, Rogers, as an example, we have such a heightened bit of security because we are gun carries and we do have a carry permit and we do use guns as a tool for protection.
0: And when you go and and buying the gun is only step one. The Getting the training is so much more important than getting any weapon. Get somebody to show you, do some training drills, get a professional to show you, teach you, give you examples of what to do and what not to do. That's the best way to learn anything, whether it's gun handling, whether it's bowling, whether it's flying a kite. Get somebody who knows what they're doing to show you how. It's the easiest way to learn. But with a gun, there's a chance you could actually hurt somebody. While when bowling, much less likely. Wow. And check
1: and see if they're a Democrat.
0: <laughs> well, you know that should be a prerequisite. I, s- I saw a sign at a gun range said, "We don't sell guns to terrorists or Democrats <laughs> because it's too hard to tell the difference."
2: Hey, <laughs> I mean it, You know, folks, we joke about it, but but it's sad. And the only reason we joke about it is because we have a a today's Democrat Party. I'm not talking about the Kennedy Democrat Party um, or even the Clinton. Yeah, that's Bi- Bill Clinton's, <laughs> yeah, um, but but we have a party today that's full of the Bernie Sanders, the Cortezes, and and the Pelosi's and and the Bookers and who Feinsteins. are and Feinstein's who are anti-gun, and 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 that is where why we will make fun a lot of times is because it's okay to have a conversation with us about how can we be more safe, but don't start your conversation with you want to take my gun away.
0: Yeah, well let's not let's not exclude the Republicans from this either cuz let's keep in mind George Bush was the one who signed the 1994 assault rifle ban. Don't remind me. Yeah, or was it No, no, I'm sorry. It may have it been. Was, that was 86 and 1994 was Reagan. Yeah. No, no. 84. You got that backwards. 84. 84 was Reagan, 94 was Bush. So, right. you know, it's not all on one party or the other. Any of the politicians who want to remove your guns are going to be a problem. The Hughes Act, the one that limited machine guns manufactured after 1986, was signed by Reagan. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's going to be things on both sides that have to be dealt with. And you can't have politicians restricting individual rights. The Bill of Rights is there for a reason, and they're all individual rights that are enumerated.
2: Well, there's no doubt there, and that's one thing that people who listen to my show, you know, I'll rail against Democrats and Republicans. I I am an equal opportunity offender when it comes to uh, absolutely calling out Democrats and Republicans. And you're 100 percent right there, Roger. Republicans are culpable for some of the restrictive gun rules and laws that we have. And they do it because they're trying to make friends with the Democrats. They're trying to cross the aisle, so to speak, or they're trying to make favor with the media instead of actually going, are we are we basically going against the Constitution, which they swore to uphold?
0: But in many cases, it's a, a knee-jerk reaction to an event. Like after Reagan was shot, that's when he got, mm-hmm. they got him to sign the Hughes Act. You
2: which know? which is the worst time to make policy, is, is reactionary policy. Right.
0: Don't base it on emotion. I mean, emotion... Everyone wants to feel good about everything, but you want to have laws that make sense and will show that they can stand the test of time.
2: Mm -hmm. And I will say you mentioned Reagan being shot. One of the best stories from from Ronald Reagan, who is an absolute idol of mine, uh, was after he got shot. And this is the kind of guy Ronald Reagan was. He was in the emergency room going under surgery for a bullet wound, and he looked up and he asked the doctor, "Uh, Are you a Republican? (laughs) <laughs> I mean you know you can't that's the kind of humor that he had. It, it was just great. just we great.
0: operated on robot. Yep. We't want to know if the doctor was a Republican. So that's we, great. We have another
2: question that came in here and this question is which striker fire gun is the safest if dropped?
0: So oh well, the sig had a problem with theirs for a while. If you were to drop it, they would tend to go off. I believe they have since recalled and fixed that, and uh, blocks have been known to be extremely safe. However, I have to think probably the Springfield Armory would be one of the safest ones if dropped, because it does have a grip safety also. So your hand has to be gripping the back part of the gun and able to release the trigger. So that would give you an extra layer of protection on something like that.
2: Perfect. I mean, that makes total sense because there are situations, and you mentioned the the SIG, but they were very quick to recall that problem.
0: Well, yeah, nobody wants to drop their SIG and have bullets going everywhere. <laughs> now, also, they have safeties available on some of the striker-fired weapons. When the military was asking to replace the the, uh, <clears throat> the the Berettas, they wanted a manual safety on all these striker-fired weapons. So SIG is offered a 320 with a safety. Smith and Wesson for the M&P has offered one with a manual safety. Glock, however, has not offered one to the civilian market yet, but there was one on the one that was thrown into the military trials. That's good to know. Okay, it's, real quick, let's finish these up. We got no time, we'll finish them next time.
2: <laughs> you got about 30 seconds. So. Thank you for listening <laughs> to
0: America's Web Radio. This is Locked and Loaded with Roger Behart and my co-host um, Victor Armendaris. And
2: and ladies and gentlemen, if if you've got friends that are out there and they missed today's show, have them go to America's Web Radio, look at the page up, go to Facebook, find America's Web Radio page. You can re-watch this video. Go to YouTube, America's Web Radio on YouTube, and you can watch these shows. Now give us a few minutes to get them up there, but we're, the shows will be up. So uh, make sure you tune in, tell your friends, and you've been listening to America's Web Radio.
0: Until next time.